All right, we are back. We're finally back. It feels strange. It's been a while. Dude's doing vacation. We did do vacation and oral corrective surgery. Congrats on the penis enlargement surgery. It was a success. Many are saying this. Not I saw it before the pod. Crazy. Huge if true. <laughs> All right, don't make me laugh too much. It hurts. Um, what's up, Dan? What's up, listeners? You know, got back from tour. Didn't get sick. Had no illnesses. Not yet. Been posting up. There's still time. No. FY is over. There's still time. I, um... So, this is our first... So, we were out for a couple weeks. Um, We went to FYA. Dan was on tour. Um, I got back from FYA and got my wisdom teeth removed. All four. And that was a couple days ago, so... I'm still kind of in pain, and if I sound stupid sometimes, that's that's why. My boy's off the perk. They didn't even give me fucking good stuff, brother. Really? When I got mine taken out at 17, they were like, yeah, here's some oxys. Um, I mean, I wouldn't have t- taken any of that stuff. Not even on some, like... No, 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 no. I wouldn't have taken mine either. Yeah. Not, no, 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 no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, honestly, not even on some straight-edge shit. Like, that... It's just like, that shit scares me, bro. I don't... I don't, like, as a straight-edge person, like, the idea of... Dude, like, when I came off the... um. When I came up from um, being put under, I was like, fuck. Like, the whole next day, I was like, dude, I hate how this shit makes me feel, man. It makes me feel weird. I'm not used to feeling that way. Yeah, you feel fucked up. Yeah, and I feel like if you're someone who, like, gets fucked up regularly, you can deal with it because you know how to, like... But, like, I don't know how to navigate not feeling regular. I remember I took, like, half of the oxys that they gave me. Like, I'd literally cut them in half and take them. Yeah, I had my wisdom teeth out, and uh, that was pretty crazy. It just yeah. made me like tired. Yeah, it, it's it. I don't think I would like it, so I'm just rocking with the Tylenol and the uh, Aleve, bro. You're or not doing any herbal. Herbal? Yeah, smoking the the chronic. <laughs> no, brother. You're not taking any mushrooms or ayahuasca. Ah, okay. Um, no, I've been taking uh, Tylenol and Aleve, and I also have this uh, like mouthwash that I that I use twice a day that they gave me that kind of I don't know if it numbs it or if, or what the deal is but it, it feels nice. I think it just washes the the blood and shit out. Yeah. Anyways, does it do you think it mutates you? Yeah. For sure. <laughs> All right. Well, we are uh we're doing X-Men. We're not jumping into it yet. No, no. We've we, been We've been watching. Yeah. So, well, first of all, look, we there's this is not the purpose of the pod and we don't have to get into a huge detailed thing about it because we've both been on a pod that did this already. But uh, what were some your quick overall thoughts on FYA this year? It went hard. Every band had a crazy reaction. Uh, the security guards were very polite and nice to everybody, and they were very nice to deal with. That's Now, that part is not true. Well, I put my yarmulke on, and then oh, they let okay. me in. Oh, dope. I was a member. Surprise. Uh, okay. Thank you, Bob. I hope you do it at the JCC again. Yeah, they they... You know, they respected you. I put my Tampa Gators yarmulke on. They let me right in. Tampa Gators? That's not even correct. <laughs> um, it was awesome. I had a good time. Lost $450. I'll get it back. Christ. We went to Viper Video. It was awesome. Yeah, Viper Video was dope. Guy behind the counter was blasting old school hardcore. He was. He was playing. He was playing the AF record. He was playing the, gotta, the gotta a go. recent A. No, he was playing... Um, the tallest buildings in the world. Oh, is that what it was? don't look the same. I miss the old New York. He was playing that song. I miss the old New York, too. The, they were, it's not the tall. They're not the tallest buildings in the world. 
No, that's right. It's not, here even, in the Philadelphia. Tall, it's not <laughs> even the tallest buildings in America. I think the I think the Sears Tower in Chicago is taller than the tallest building in New York City. Isn't no, it? that's gone. What do you mean? They knocked that down. For what reason? To get rid of it. They did it like 20 years ago. You're a weird liar. <laughs> I'm not. I think you're doing a thing. Anyways, um, I would never gaslight anybody. What? What do you? What have you been watching, bro? Dude, I uh, started rewatching the first season of True Detective because Dude, of the new episode. Me and Julia are also rewatching the first season of True Detective. It's crazy that it's literally a perfect season. We went to go watch season four, and we didn't realize that only one episode was out, and we we're like. Fuck. Did you did you watch season no, four? No, we were like, let's oh, okay. just watch the first season for now, and then by the time we're done with it, there will be more episodes of season four out, so that we can, uh, you know. Interesting. Yeah. I liked season four. I watched that. What do you mean you like? There's one episode well, out. the beginning of it. I like it. I think it's a little stupid, but the premise is good enough where I'm like, <laughs> I'm in. So far, it seems better than two. Um, True Detective, I watched Dumb and Dumber before I left for FYA. Came back. The first movie I watched was uh, It Lives Inside, that Indian horror movie that we saw the trailer for when we went to see Old Boy, I think. Okay. It was really bad. Okay. I could have told you that it was going to be bad. We watched Turkish Superman. We did watch Turkish Superman, which I picked up at Viper Video. This podcast is sponsored by Viper Video. Yeah. I watched Batman Beyond Return of the Joker. How was that? Dude, it's awesome. It's still good. I never actually, I never got into Batman Beyond. When I was like a kid, I was just like, couldn't wrap my head around. I was like, this is weird. This is not Batman. What is this? What is going on with this? I started with Batman Beyond. New Jack. I mean. I started I started with Batman the Animated Series. All right, my bad. I actually started with, uh, <laughs> I was going to say Tim Curry's Batman just for the vibes. <laughs> I watched The Curse, finished it. Oh, how was that? I can see why people are mad about it. Uh, I literally couldn't believe the final episode. And how everything happens and just the way... If I told you the ending of it, you would go, no, that's not what happens. Because the whole show does not feel like it would go that way. Well, when we get off the air, you can tell me the ending of it. Yeah, so uh, Nathan shits his pants. (laughs) I watched Memento. Made Skylar watch that with me. How was that? It's pretty good. I don't think it's one of... I don't think it's in my top three Nolan movies, but... I think it's pretty good. It's dope. I saw it uh, somewhat recently for the first time. Um, but keep keep going. I haven't watched it in a while, so I was like, oh, yeah, we'll watch this. Had a good time. Yeah. Guy Pierce is awesome. He is awesome. I watched something else with Guy Pierce. Last thing keep, I watched besides uh, Sexman, Interstellar. That's in my top three Nolan movies. Let me tell you what, buddy. I, too, watched Interstellar. Interstellar, hardly nowhere. Whoa. Think about that. I watched Interstellar uh, today, actually, because I was inspired by seeing you talk about watching it, and also inspired by watching Matthew McConaughey be awesome in True Detective Season 1. I think that's why I also (laughs) went back and watched it. I've been out for the last few days um, with the wisdom teeth shit. I'm out of work for the week. Um, Just chilling, recovering. Congrats. Thanks, bro. Um, I've been balancing my time between gaming and... uh, Watching, been playing. I uh, started and fin- I said I was gonna do an Elden Ring playthrough, like a new one. It's hard to commit. Yeah, it's re- it really is. I started like New Game Plus, which I've never done New Game Plus on a Soul. Have you ever done New Game? Yeah, Plus? of course. I've never done New Game Plus on a Souls game. I've always, I've done like new files, but like never done New Game Plus. And 
I was like, dude, I'm just like massacring these motherfuckers. It's like not even. Just wait till you get halfway through. I was like, I'm playing stupid. Like, I'm not even playing this like a Souls game. I'm playing this like it's a fucking Zelda game. I'm just like, you know, just just being stupid and just murking everybody. Just summoning the, uh, the mimic, copy. Yeah, the mimic. the mimic tier. But, and then I was thinking about it. I was like, man, this seems really overwhelming. I don't know if I'm going to do this. So I started a new file on Mario Odyssey. Beat that. Really? That fast? Yeah. Okay. Um, not not 100% of it, but beat the main story mode and the dark side of the moon. I'm going to go back and do darker side and 100% it. Um, and then I started playing Advance Wars 1 and 2 reboot Old camp. school. Dude, Advance Wars on Game Boy Advance, one of my favorite, most underrated games ever. And I've been putting off playing the Switch version because it kind of changed the artwork a little bit and it pissed me off. But I finally burp. started playing it. Good burp. Thank you. I finally started playing it and um, I love it. It's so much fun on Switch. But, I had uh, it for my Game Boy Advance. Like, I rented it from Blockbuster, and I just stole it and swapped out with some other bullshit. That's a You vibe. know, the yeah. old-school method. Um, but for movies, um, yeah, so post-FYA uh, trip, we got back. We watched uh, Turkish Superman. It was awesome. It was, it was something. Faye, it was dope. Faye Young. Um, Faye yes, Young. I yeah, don't remember his uh, name. Well, fuck, what was his fucking name? He had a funny ass name. I don't know, but he looked just Tayfun. Tayfun, yes. Tayfun. 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 Uh, he looked just like Gegard Mousasi, who's the, uh, this MMA fighter. And I couldn't stop thinking about how much he looked like Gegard Mousasi. It's pretty awesome. Um, uh, I watched, starring Guy Pierce. I watched LA Confidential. I have that on my watch list. Dude, it was dope. I've seen it. You know what? I, I, I thought that I'd never seen it before. But as I started rewatching it, I realized that I had seen it before. But the cast is crazy. It's Russell Crowe, Guy Pierce, Kevin Spacey, Kim Basinger, and Danny DeVito. Yeah. Uh, because you watched that, I forget. Literally when we were watching Interstellar, Sky and I were talking about Kevin Spacey. And I was like, yeah, for a while it felt weird to like go back and watch his movies. And then, you know, especially like cert- like American Beauty. Yeah, well, yeah, that's just a weird vibe. That Anyways. movie fucking sucks dick. Yeah. Um, but I mean, Seven's awesome. It's one of those things where it's like, I don't know, man. I'm not going to the, the theater right now to see a new Kevin Spacey movie. I would be there opening day. I'm, he watching did nothing movie, wrong. This movie, geez, I'm watching this movie from 1997 that he was in. It it just is what it is. Um, but that movie's fucking awesome. Okay. Um, I watched this movie called Never Back Down. It's really bad, but it's like kind of this weird guilty pleasure movie. It's literally just it's just Karate Kid, completely sh- like beat for beat stolen. Um, did it come out in the eighties? No, it came out in 2008. Oh, that's cool. But it's like the MMA version of karate kid, but it's like <laughs> 2008 era MMA when like wearing tap out shirts and shit. And so it's just like very, just like funny and stupid. Um, but it has Amber Heard in it. It has, uh, Amber Turd, Amber Turd. It has, uh, Jimon Hansu. Who? The guy, he's a dude. If you saw him, you'd be like, Oh, that guy. He was in gladiator and stuff. This fella. Epic chin beard. Oh. That dude's epic. I never knew his name. Yeah. Um, I know his face. And uh, Evan Peters, the guy who played Quicksilver in the X-Men movies. We'll get there. Yeah. Um, it's not a good movie. It's really bad. Uh, I enjoy it, but it's really bad. Um, watched uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane with Jules. Yeah, I saw you watch that. Dude. I, I had to let you know. Dope flick. John Goodman is awesome in it. He is so good. Seeing in the theaters opening day with literally 10 other people in the fucking Cinemark Theater was so sick. Yeah. Because everybody was like cracking up, having a good time. And then the twist hits and everyone was like, huh. Uh Uh-huh. 
And everyone, like, people were just talking about it in the theater after. They were like, that was crazy. And I was like, yeah, that was I saw that one. I saw that in theaters, too. I love, uh, loved, I haven't seen it in a really long time, but I loved the first Cloverfield. I think this one's better. We should do that. I'd be down. Contentious movie. Is it? Do people, are people divided over it? I think people hate the cam aspect. I haven't seen it in probably 10 years easily, so I might now hate the cam, but at the time I liked it. I liked it when I saw it in theaters. Um, me too. And I've seen it since then and enjoyed it, but... T.J. Miller? But, uh... Is T.J. Miller in that movie? Yeah, he gets murked by one of the Whoa. the little lice guys. Whoa. Um, but yeah, 10 Cloverfield Lane. I'm gonna say it. Extremely underrated sci-fi flick. I agree. People... I, I don't think that it has... This is just me going off community rating on Letterboxd. I gave it a four and a half, um... It, I think that is a crazy rating. But I do think the movie is awesome. Dude, it's so fucking good. It's so good. The way that they do the constant twisting and turning back and forth, it has like this fucking... The fucking suspense, like the mad Hitchcock suspense. But it also has like the crazy like high action thrills like at the end with the... Dude, it's got... it's. I gave it four and a half stars. I, I love this fucking movie. I put respect on that. I think John... The cast for that movie is great. Yeah. All three of them play off of each other so fucking well. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. The pacing is really good. If It's one of those movies... We've talked about movies like this before. feels like you're watching a stage play. Like a stage production. Oh, that's a good way to put because it. Because it all takes place in this one very small, concentrated... It's just like one set piece for almost the entire movie. But it just has this feeling of like... They do such a good job toying with you where you are 100% believing what's going on and then they hit you with a twist and then you believe the opposite and then they hit you with the twist back and it constantly goes back and forth and you're just like, by the end, you're like, fuck, dude, I don't know if there's actually aliens out there or if this dude is just like a weird fucking pedo that tried to kidnap this girl. Then it turns out aliens. Why not both? Because it's, it's actually both. Um, John Goodman is so good in that movie. Yeah. Maybe that might be the only movie that he is like terrifying in. That might be the only horror movie. Walter, Walter in in the big Lebowski is pretty formidable. He is a formidable guy. Yeah, he is. He's awesome. Yeah. He's, he's like you. Yeah. Doesn't roll on Shabbos. Right. (laughs) Um, and I watched, uh, I watched Chinatown, um, and following the LA confidential, um, the Los Angeles noir vibe. Uh, I saw, I seen it before. I took a film. Never saw it. I took a film class in college, and I and I had to watch it. Uh, I definitely didn't really understand it when I was eighteen or nineteen or whatever. But as an older man, I I feel like I have the patience for it more now because I definitely. It's not, a long movie, right? Uh, it's not even that or a slow. Burn. It's, it's it's a slow burn for sure. It's like it's not. There's not like a, really action in it. There's like a couple quick action sequences but i definitely remember watching it as like a kid and being like not a kid but like college kid and being like oh i thought this was going to be more actiony and it's not it's just like vibey and like you're kind of like watching this whole kind of conspiracy it's like a political conspiracy but it's not like in chinatown no it's it's chinatown is like a is a metaphor in the movie so there is no chinatown it ends in Chinatown. I fuck with Chinatown. Chinatown is dope. The the place There's a Chinatown everywhere and they're all fucking sick. The one in Philly is sick. Yeah, the one over Yeah, it's awesome. It's not that far from here. No. 
she go when my mouth heals. Yeah, get Pause. some bubble tea. Yeah. Um, Pop some bubbles. Uh, little boba balls. It's not what it's not what the bad brains would have wanted. <laughs> um, but uh, anyways, Chinatown, good flick, really good flick. I'll put it on the list. You should. Yeah, you'd like it. Um, you know I love nonsense. Made by a dickhead pervert, but it's Roman Polanski, right? Unfortunately, yeah. I feel like dickhead pervert is like too too nice for him. Yeah, well, I'm, he's a sick bastard. Yeah, he's a fucker. What do you uh, think he's up to? Hiding, <laughs> avoiding extradition. Him and Woody Allen just posting up. Oh, fuckers, um, <laughs> playing uh, Mario Party together. <laughs> God. And then the uh, last movie I watched, I watched uh, today actually, inspired by your viewing, was uh, Interstellar. I know people have this have gripes with Interstellar. Like what? The 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 science doesn't add up or whatever. Because they're like the science is hard the whole time until you get to like the love is the unquantifiable thing that like. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. I'm 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 gonna say I gave, I kind of looks fucking cool. I gave it five stars on, on Letterboxd. I was maybe shocked. maybe this is just uh, mania for me being like having cabin fever, being like in the house sitting on the couch for like three <laughs> days straight. But I watched it and I was like, you know what? I love this fucking movie, and I'm giving it five stars. I haven't seen it since it came out. So a oh, decade I rewatched later, it. I rewatched it many times. I was. <laughs> Skyler was like, you want to watch Silence of the Lambs? And I was like, yeah, 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 I do. But that movie's kind of long. And then I put on Interstellar and I was like, oh, wait a minute. Silence of the Lambs is less than two hours. Yeah. And uh, I was like, oh, whatever. Fuck it. And it's crazy that it's a, one, it's a decade old. Because yeah. I feel old as fuck right now. It doesn't feel that old. It hasn't, it doesn't feel like it's aged a lot. That's something about a lot of Nolan movies. Yeah. Where none of them really feel dated. I, Even I, Memento. I almost watched uh, Oppenheimer finally, but I think tomorrow is going to be my Oppenheimer day. Finally, you're yeah. gonna burst that bomb. I'm sorry. Anyways, I'm sorry. I'll be uh, here all day. <laughs> uh, the uh, one thing I will say on Interstellar, the still to this day, the 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 scene on the water planet is one of the most. Oh, angst- when the homie gets smoked. When they're like, "Wait, those aren't mountains; those are fucking waves." And that just that whole thing, dude. That's one of the most stressful scenes in a movie ever, bro. You don't like when? Uh, what about when Matt Damon is evil? He's kind of a fucker, huh? He gets fucked up. Yeah, he gets he gets fucked up. My favorite part of the whole experience was asking Sky, "Do you think they're gonna have a happy ending?" And Sky's like, "I've seen it before. I know there is." And I was like, "Yeah, but do you think it's gonna happen this time?" Yeah, good flick. Crazy cast, incredible cast, really crazy cast. Anne Hathaway, yes. Mr. McConaughey, yeah, Matt Damon, Jessica Chastain. I didn't realize Timothy Chalamet was the yeah. son, and then when he grows up, it's fucking Casey Affleck, uh, Topher Grace. Topher Grace, that '70s show, Spider-Man Three, that '70s show, Predators. <laughs> Is he in Predators? Yeah. Holy fuck, Eric Foreman. You gotta watch Predators. Eric Foreman versus Yautja. You gotta watch Predators, bro. It's mad fun. Oh, I finished the Predators marathon I was doing. All right, let's let's get your thoughts. Predator, Prey, <laughs> Predator Two, Predators. The Predator. But the I wouldn't Predator, be watching Predators if it's worse than Predator 2. I think it's better, but Predator 2 is so funny that I got to put it up above it. When he mercs the Predator at the end, they're just like, yeah, here's a Glock. Yeah, See no, you later. No, they, the, oh, I, I always say this. Predator 1. We'll, we'll, we're going to do Predator 1 for this. I think it's uh, coming up. Yeah, I think so. I haven't looked at the calendar in some time. But Predator 1. Arnold and fucking uh, 
Jesse Ventura and all these motherfuckers who are like buff Marines, Carl Weathers, fully armed to the teeth and trained, they cannot defeat one of them. And then Predator 2, it's like retired aging cop Danny Glover with no <laughs> weapons and no technical training beats the brakes off of this fucking guy in a boxing match. And then they're just like, damn, that was dope. Here's a musket. Why? It's fucking sick. Yeah, it is pretty sick. I was reading some excerpt with him. I don't remember if I talked about this on the pod or not, but it was like from a recent interview he did with Predator 2. And he was like, yeah, I love that movie might not have done well, but I love filming that movie. I was in the best shape of my life at 45. I was running down Venice Beach every day, working out every day so I could whoop the Predator's ass. That's so cool. I mean, he did. He fucked them up. He did. The old way. It is the old way. Um, The Predator's awesome. It's a shame we'll never get a sequel. Because autism can be weaponized. I don't really know where you're going with that, but... Have you not seen The Predator? No. That's the whole thing, is The Predator is after the one guy's son because he's autistic, and that's the next step of human evolution. They're not lying. Speaking of the next step of human evolution... Good segue. Good segue. X-Men. <laughs> Gay sex men. Sure. Sex sex main. Get, get it out of your system. Uh, ex-wife main. Okay, any more? Exceptional man. Okay. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> so, uh, before we jump into the movie, let's let's talk a little bit about this movie's place in things. Let me tell you. I was there opening night. Yeah. As a young man with my dad. Yeah. And my mom. We all went. And my dad was like, Wolverine's going to be dope. I was like, okay. Guess what? He was dope. He was dope. So... Before this movie, this movie comes out in what, 2000? 2003. No, it was not. It's after the Spider-Man movies. It's right around the same time. I'm pretty sure it's... 2000. Is it 2000? 2000. It came out in 2000. Oh my God. Yeah, 2000. And Spider-Man by Sam... No, Spider-Man, Sam Raimi is 2002. This is two years before Spider-Man. Whoa. I got it mixed up in my mind. This is two years before Spider-Man. So, you think about this. Fuck Brian Singer, but my God. Yeah. Of course. Scumbag. Um, so before this, it's like... The movies that you get for superhero movies are like... There's all the, the 90s shit with like the, the Crow and like Spawn and shit like that where it's like... It's too... It's trying too hard to be like brooding and dark. The Batman movies too suffer from that. Yeah. Well, but no. Well, there's some exceptions. Well... You get either you get either this like the crow spawn type deal where it's just like it's kind of like leaning into the whole image comics thing in the nineties of like yeah we're fucking dark and we're buff and we're angry and like whatever we or look you, cool or you get like the Joel Schumacher Batman movies which are just like essentially like a modern version of like the Adam West like sixties Batman where it's just like so stupid and like campy and like ridiculous like when he has like the bat credit card and like the bat nipples yeah and like everyone's saying puns every five seconds and like whatever and i feel like you you don't have superhero movies taking themselves seriously in the right ways i mean you had blade i guess that is dark and brooding you haven't seen it but i think blade is act we'll get there i mean i've never seen it but i'm familiar with it as like a 
a Marvel yeah. Comics fan, I'm like, but aware. Blade is fun. Yeah. It doesn't take itself seriously. It's like an actual like this is, ode to this is the like character. this is truly the when did Iron Man come out? 2007, right? Seven or eight. So this is almost a decade before that, and this is like the the true birthing of comic book superhero movies that are treated with respect, like for the source material. It's like very clear that the people who put the work into this movie like cared about the source material and or invested in it and and had an understanding of it and you can see that in the movie you know this was like this was i I mean i remember as a kid watching this and just being like holy fuck even then i knew i was like this is different than these fucking batman schumacher movies you know at the time it felt big it felt crazy it felt really really fucking crazy in retrospect i Message one of the group chats I was in, and I was like, has anyone here seen the 2000s X-Men movie? And everyone was like, yeah, it's still pretty good. And then we went into a whole diatribe about how this was like, even if the bad ones like Last Stand and Apocalypse, it doesn't feel like it was made by a corporation. Yeah. It feels like the creative control is still there. Yeah. And this feels like the creative control was all there. They gave Brian Singer the rights, and they said... Do whatever you want. Well, it's funny because it's funny to think about this in the 90s. So leading up to that point, the X-Men were like the biggest Marvel property. And that's why Fox went after those movie rights instead of people now think that the Avengers is like the big thing. But like prior to the 2000s. Bro, nobody even gave a fuck about Captain America. The Avengers were like like C-list movies. Was like a C list Marvel comic. Yeah, it was literally Spider Man and X Men were like the top notch stuff. Maybe the the Fantastic Four. Yeah, maybe. And so the reason that Marvel started with Iron Man and did the Avenger stuff is because X Men, Spider Man, and Fantastic Four were like those movie rights were already spoken for. They were like stuck with like these kind of like hand me down Thor. Yeah. Nobody wanted Thor. Yeah. So everybody hates Thor. It's it's really you have to put into person. Thor goes hard. Let's show some respect. Yeah, Lady Thor goes hard. She does. This is true. Um, we have to. We have to. It's it's kind of important to contextualize that. Like when this movie came out, this was like the biggest comic book property of the. Like X Men was such a huge thing in the late eighties, early nineties, mid nineties. So when it comes out in two thousand, this is like the tail end of X Men being the most popular comic book entity for fifteen years. Um, it's crazy. It is crazy. It also helps that the movie still holds up. Yeah, I know. So that's all, all the kind of contextual stuff. But like, what what did you give the movie? What did you rate it? Three point five. I think the point five was nostalgia, and just because I really like X Men. Yeah, I gave it three point five also. And I think one the cast is like it couldn't have been picked anymore perfectly yeah it truly could not have been picked like holly berry a storm is awesome yeah we don't gotta get into patrick stewart and ian mckellen we, why because they're goats they we know that's x-men and uh professor x and magneto yeah like, but but like why not get into it dude that's like them the way that they play off each other you got fucking picard and gandalf going well they're friends in real maybe more than friends in real life are they yeah i didn't know if they were boys they might be more than boys. Well, yeah. 
Because I know, is are they both openly gay? Yeah. I knew, uh, I knew Ian McKellen was. I didn't know Patrick Stewart was, too. Yeah. Damn. They're both like, I mean, they play off of each other so well. Pause. No, I'm positive. This is the right Resume. time. Yeah, I guess I guess that they yeah, they they were so fucking good together. Um Anna Paquin is Rogue, amazing. Um Famke Jansen is Jean Grey, amazing. James Marsden is Cyclops. They're really fucking good. I was obsessed with Famke Jansen when I was a kid. We gotta talk about Ray Park real quick. <laughs> about who? Darth Maul. Is who is he in this movie? Toad. I did not realize that was the same guy. Really? Yeah. That's Toad, why he does all the fucking like. Toad sucks in this movie. Yeah, he gets butt fucked. It's awesome. He, he the way that they did Toad sucks as a character. We'll get there, but um, the best casting though, Truly. above all else that we've just said, the best casting in the movie. I mean, dude, has there maybe like top five casting of all time? Can I guess before you say it? Yeah, go ahead. Sean Ashmore as Iceman. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. Huge ass man. Huge ass man as Wolverine. Like, Hugh Jacking off man. I'm sorry. What's wrong with you, man? <laughs> we can't even... <laughs> it's been a couple of weeks. Yeah, it has. Um, he That's the best casting ever. And I mean, he played that role for, what, like 10 more movies after that? And even the movies... I think 17 years in total? I, well, I guess now it's... X-Men, X2... X3. Uh, Days of Future Past. Days of Future Past. Apocalypse. Apocalypse. Dark Phoenix. Is he in Dark Phoenix? I'm pretty sure he's in Dark Phoenix. Um, three, three solo Wolverine movies. And now he's going to be in uh, Deadpool 3. I thought he was done with the character, so I'm kind of surprised. Well, money talks, so. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, so even some of the, those movies, some of them are... They're, they're hit or miss, the movies that we just listed. Some of them are bad movies, but even the bad movies, he is good in them. Yeah, he's Wolverine. Yeah. Which is pretty funny. I can't think of a single more perfect casting ever for an adaptation of anything. He... He's I don't know. synonymous with that character now. Yeah, it's the same way that RDJ is with Tony Stark. I think that I, I would... it. I would rather see somebody else play Tony Stark than see somebody else play Wolverine. It's crazy that Hugh Jackman is Wolverine. It's crazy. He looks like... like It's so crazy the way that they got the costume designed to be so close yeah. to what the 90s comic was. It's so... Well, so the costume designs are based on the... Uh, it's the animated series, right? It's, ba- it's based on... No, it's based on this series called New X-Men... Which is like a late '90s, early 2000s. Uh, Grant Morrison. It's like English comics. That's where they're all wearing the like black, uh, like kind of leather, like zip up, kind of stuff. Okay. Um, I mean, they even make a joke about it in the movie when he's like uncomfortable in the suit, and Cyclops is like, "What would you prefer, yellow spandex?" I would. Well, that's what he wears in the '90s comics, so that's why that's that's yeah. why that's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Jokes. But yeah, they he nails the look so well. I think the only thing about it, which is like doesn't really matter, but it's funny, is Hugh Jackman's like six five, and Wolverine in canon is like supposed to be really short. It's like a it's like a, a canon thing that yeah, Wolf, short king. Wolverine's a short king. Yeah, but um, yeah, that's incredible casting. Um, what did you so what were your thoughts on kind of the the pacing of the movie? 
that's the pacing's a, not great. That was that. So beginning and the end are good. The middle, I was like, "Wow, I don't remember this being so boring." Yeah, um, I don't, it's not even. I'm not even gonna say it's boring. It's just like there's a lot. It's a lot of repetition yeah. about talking about something, and then they do the thing, but then they spend like 15 to 20 minutes talking about the thing, and then they go and do the thing again. My thing with it is that the whole beginning sequence, when you're kind of getting introduced to each character individually is so fucking good and then it kind of they kind of fumble the bag at the end when they kind of bring everybody together and i will say that i think that yeah you're right you know not to cut you off but it turns into like wolverine's movie yeah wolf i mean it kind of always was wolverine it's more so about wolverine dude like storm has like 10 lines in the whole movie She's there as a supporting she character. She says the dumbest line in the fucking movie. Oh, what is what happens to a toad when he gets struck by lightning? The same thing that happens to everything else. <laughs> yeah, it's insanely dumb. I thought the toad character was stupid. How he just like does the like weird dancing around shit and like it was just like what what is this? What are we doing here? But I mean, I also understand that like it is hard to to do X-Men. All right, Nala. Epic dog. Epic dog, epic guest. Um it's hard to do a a story with that many characters in a two hour movie and have have it feel like all the characters are getting an equal amount of attention to them. And it's just not naturally it's just not gonna happen. There are some characters that are gonna get developed and used more than others. I'm glad that Wolverine was the main focus, even though he's not an original X Men character. Um He's like one of the most popular ones, and he's the best one in the movie, so it makes sense. Is this based on, like, this particular plot? Is it based on any previous plots? Uh, not that I'm aware of. I think it's just like a, a kind of hodgepodge of things. The second one is like pretty loosely based on um, God Loves, Man Kills. What, the introduction of X-23 or whatever? No, the second X-Men movie. Is X-23 not... In that? I thought no, that was like X, a whole... No, X, I think X-23 is... Is that in the last Logan. stand? I think Logan. No, the, they had X-23 or a different Logan clone. I don't fucking remember. Uh, yeah, I, I don't gotta know. rewatch I haven't them. watched some of those in a long time. But I remember the second one being my favorite because Nightcrawler was in it. Nightcrawler's and awesome. watching this, I was like, I can't wait for Nightcrawler to show up. And then at the end of the movie, I was like, oh, wait, that's the second one. Yeah. Um, it's It's one of those things where like... So, I'm a huge X-Men fan. I read the entire... So, there was one guy who wrote X-Men for almost 20 years. His name's Chris Claremont. He wrote X-Men from the early 70s up until... Or, like, 19... I think 1976 up until... Who's the original team? The, like, the first original the team first in the 60s? Team. Okay. This the, is a good fun fact for the pod. Yeah. I'm this sure is, everybody wants to hear yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I want to hear it, so... Um, it's... So, it's Professor X, Cyclops, Jean Grey, Iceman, Beast... But Beast isn't blue and hairy yet. And Angel. That's the original 60s X-Men team. Angel's dope. Yeah, he's alright. I like him in the 90s when he becomes Archangel. I think he's a way Archangel cool goes hard. When he's like all mad evil. Is that when he's like uh, the Silver Surfer to Apocalypse pretty much? Kind of. Kind of, yeah. sort of, yeah. But, um, I mean, so X-Men was like a throwaway comic. It was not selling very well. There's like a 20-issue span from issues 1 up until 71 there's a there's a 20 issue span where they're just the last like i think it's like f- the mid 50s up until issue 71 they're just reprinting old x-men stories because they weren't doing new content for it um 
and then they handed it over to Chris Claremont. He took it over. He introduced the new X-Men team, which was Wolverine, Storm, Banshee, uh, Cyclops, Jean Grey, Colossus, and Havoc? Polaris? I don't remember. But I think Havoc. Yeah. But um, he introduced... Uh, oh, uh, no. It's um, Warpath. Anyways, oh, but but he forgotten character. Yeah, well, he dies pretty fast, but <laughs> they introduce all these new characters, and he takes it, and he's like, I'm going to do this thing where I'm going to write this long term. I'm going to write it for 20 years um, or more. I'm going to – the characters are going to grow. He, he basically treats it like a soap opera, and that's like the thing about X-Men is like you get this specific attention to detail on all these different characters when it's such a long form thing, you know what I mean, that is spread out over 20 years. Um, there's a really good documentary called Chris Claremont's X-Men that I would highly recommend if you have any sort of interest in X-Men whatsoever. Watching the documentary, it really talks about how he didn't invent the X-Men, but everything that we've come to know and, and like understand about the X-Men is all his creation pretty much. And um, he got screwed by that 90s sort of like Spawn, uh, X-Force kind of vibe in comics where it's like they just wanted like they didn't really care about story anymore. They just cared about like the artists were in control and they wanted big muscles, big guns, like whatever that kind of time period in the nineties hit. And like, they didn't really want to do this like soap opera thing that he had been cultivating for two decades at that point. And he just kind of got shafted really bad. What does his, like, what's his final arc? Um, like where does it end with him? It ends. It doesn't really end in the middle of any sort of arc. It ends like towards the end is like you get, Gambit and Bishop appearing, and that's like the end of his. He got really? like very unceremoniously booted off, yeah. But I mean, a lot of like what we think of as like classic X Men is all him. Um, Dark is the animated series based off of his shit? A lot of it is. Okay. Um, Dark Phoenix is him. Um, Days of Future Past is him. What a story! Yeah, amazing story. The movie's awesome too. Yeah, it's good. But uh, yeah, the thing about his story is like there's all these little arcs in the middle. Like that take place, but it really does feel when you're reading it like it's one big twenty year arc, and it's amazing. It's worth it's worth reading. I mean, whatever. We're really in the weeds about the X Men here. We're but allowed to be. Yeah, I, this I, is the X Men episode. I love X Men. I have such a soft spot for X Men. Um, Who's your least favorite X Men in this movie or in general? Both. In the movie, it's Toad. Yeah, Toad kind of sucks ass in this movie. Like I said, the way that they did the character is lame. I wish there would have been more uh, time on Sabretooth, because Sabretooth is a cool villain. Sabretooth, was was he introduced in the animated series? In, like, originally? Yeah. No, he's uh, he's originally in uh, his first... This is crazy <laughs> uh, that I know this. His his first appearance is in an issue of Iron Fist. Whoa. He's an Iron Fist I didn't villain know that. first. Yeah, I think it's Iron Fist... Or it's Marvel Presents Iron Fist. I think it's issue number four. 14 might be wrong weaponized autism yeah <laughs> or maybe it's maybe it's just iron maybe it's just an issue of iron fist but it's written by Cl- chris claremont who, okay. d- who did a short stint before jumping on x-men on iron fist he did like he did like a 15 issue stint on iron fist so, and he brought Sabretooth with him from iron fist into x-men and just made it um he made it like a wolverine villain and that's like an iconic wolverine villain um, that's but, pr- what, that's probably his main nemesis, I guess. Yeah. Besides, like, I don't know. That is, I mean, 
Hulk. Hulk is one. Yeah. Sabretooth is probably the other. Um, my least favorite X-Men character in general. Uh, there's some really bad ones. Like, almost everything in the 90s after Chris Claremont leaves is, is pretty bad. Um, there's this character called Gold Balls. Never heard of him. Yeah. Look it up. His superpower is that he just makes gold balls. Personally, uh-huh. I'd be a huge fan. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> There's so many implications there. I don't know, man. Personally, I'd be a huge All fan. All right, fair enough. It's um, almost Passover. F- fair, fair enough. That's not what I meant by that, but <laughs> I guess we're going. <laughs> That's dope. Is it really almost Passover? Uh, in like a couple months. Well, Shalom. Not yet. Save it. Oh, my fault. <laughs> um. Anyway, jeez, this episode is fucked up. Um, but yeah, I the think, original X Men were the the Jews. Think about it. Yeah, sure. Magneto. Yeah, survived a concentration camp. Magneto is is one of the dopest villains ever. He's a good villain because he's not always a villain. Yeah, you sympathize with him. You massively sympathize with him. I sympathize with. <laughs> Ian McKellen, and I sympathize with Michael Fassbender's take on Magneto, too. God, Fassbender is so fucking good as a younger Magneto. That's James, another one. James McAvoy is amazing as a younger Professor X, too. Yeah, two casting choices that also make total sense that I cannot see anybody else doing a young Magneto or young Professor X. It's, it's so weird, though, because it's like a lot of the X-Men movies feel really mediocre, and I can't really put my finger on why there's too because many the characters. casting is so fucking good for the most part and generally they do a pretty good job at just sticking to the source material adapting good stories but some of them they just feel like they don't feel the same as the good mcu movies like when the mcu movies really hit it feels like you're watching this crazy grand thing granted now post endgame most of it is dog shit um but the x-men movies there's something about it, though, that, like, in that way, they're charming. Like, it feels like a kind of, like, watching the X-Men movies as opposed to watching the MCU movies feels like watching Star Trek as opposed to Star Wars, which is, like, sometimes I sometimes I like Star Trek more than Star Wars. Like, generally I don't, but every now and then, it's just, like, a, it's, like, a different experience, you know what I mean? It's, like, one of them is definitely way, like, cheesier and, like, more, it feels like low-budget, like, crappy, cheesy, pulpy sci-fi. And that's what the X-Men movies feel like to me compared to the MCU movies. That being said, like we talked about, this movie is the first superhero movie really that comes along and, and takes itself seriously enough in the right ways, you know? Yeah, I I can kind of agree with that. I'll be honest. I think uh, X-Men First Class and Days of Future Past can go up against a lot of MCU movies. Yeah. It's a shame that that era of X-Men kind of went out with a huge fart. Because Dark Phoenix, not even that Apocalypse isn't even really. No, that it's good. bad. It's bad. I didn't. It was I, miscasted so bad. Yeah, Oscar. I, I we're both huge Oscar Isaac. Heads. Yeah, he is not Apocalypse. No, no, he is not menacing. No, should have been Batista. Oh, Batista's Apocalypse would have been awesome. Yeah, um, or The Rock, <laughs> Dwayne The Rock Johnson, or is. Hulk Hogan. Whoa! Think about him showing up, going, yeah, "Hey, brother. brother!" Yeah, that would have been <laughs> awesome. Um. But yeah, um, I think that, so like I said, the first half of this movie, phenomenal. N- home run. 
introducing all the characters, dude, the Wolverine introduction scene. Amazing. In at the fucking bar with where he's like cage fighting the fucking dudes in the Canadian wilderness is fucking unbelievable. And I still have that scene burned into my fucking brain from watching this movie so many times as a kid when the dude puts the shotgun in his face and he's like, get out of my bar, freak. And then he just fucking slices the shotgun in half with the fucking claws. The reveal of the claws. Yeah. Looks good. Yeah. It still looks good. It's fucking... The... <clears throat> excuse me. The CGI generally holds up pretty good. Some of it is really bad. Well, generally... I say generally... Toad, everything Toad does is horrible. Toad's tongue looks really fucking bad. When uh, Senator Kelly, like, devolves into, like... Oh, I was gonna bring A weird up. blob. That's no good. That whole arc is so funny. Uh, I feel like the the ending was kind of just, like, thrown together. Because it really doesn't feel conclusive in any sort of way. Like, no. it turns into Wolverine's fight against Sabretooth, which is dope. But it's just them, like, playing tag around the Statue of Liberty. Yeah, kind of. And then, like, Magneto's plot doesn't really... I don't really get it. Like, oh, I'm going to use Rogue to turn everybody into a mutant, but I'm going to give her my power first, and then I can't do anything. I think it was pretty badly... Um, it was pretty... Uh, they didn't do a good job at, like, getting this across, but the whole idea was that he was going to have her... Like, it it tore him up physically to power the machine with his magnetism. Yeah, and he was going to kill so her So he off. was going to let her absorb his powers... So, and so that he would be weakened temporarily, but would heal, and she would drain herself using the magnetic power. I, it just seems convoluted. Yeah, even running through it, like, yeah, it makes sense, but at the same time, it could have just been Magneto fighting the X-Men. Yeah, for sure. It could have been a lot more streamlined. Which I guess is the last stand, kind of. Or not the last stand, uh, X-2. Yeah. But then they'd kind of do the same thing again. Yeah. Um... I think that, but when when where this movie hits well though, it, it really hits well. Um, I think visually, I I'm not not even necessarily talking just about the uh, CGI because, like we said, a lot of it holds up, some of it not so much. But like the character design, great. Um, the the set pieces, the the mansion is iconic. It looks so good. The mansion looks fucking awesome. Um, the train yard or like the train station fight in the middle of the movie, that's the high point in the middle of the movie. Um, I agree. A lot of it just looks so, it's so X-Men. And that's what I love about it is like I said, that like goes hand in hand with like, we always talk about with comic book adaptations, it's like having respect for the source material enough to be like, yo, we can put this motherfucker with fucking claws in a fucking leather suit and not have to be like, this is too ridiculous. Like, we're going to play it straight-faced and people will appreciate it. You know what I mean? It worked. Yeah, it worked. And I like that the movie's self-aware. Like, they make the jokes, you know, oh, what would you prefer, yellow spandex? Or like the part where Wolverine's like, all right, you're Storm. What's your name, Wheels? You know, when he turns to Professor X and he calls him, he's like, what's your fucking name? So Wheels? disrespectful. Yeah, Very ableist. Yeah, extre- <laughs> extremely <laughs> disrespectful to the man. But still, like, the point being, like, the movie it is self-aware, but still respects itself. And yeah. it's this balance that so many of these fucking superhero movies can't find. They go way too far in one way, one direction or the other. I like that this movie isn't very comical. There's jokes, but it's not... The focus. Yeah, of course. And it feels 
the when the jokes come, they feel good. Yeah, they feel authentic. They yeah. feel earned. It's yeah. not a rapid fire of, you know, here's five jokes. Maybe two will stick. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's just like the post Guardians of the Galaxy thing. Where like there before that, it's like after the Ga- Guardians of the Galaxy that that's when all the Marvel movies just became like, oh, this has to be blank slash comedy. It has to be action slash comedy, sci-fi slash comedy, whatever. There has to be a comedic element. And it's like, this movie has good jokes and parts that I laughed out loud at, but it's a no way is this a comedy movie. I think Rogue and Wolverine play off of each other really well. And I think that's where a lot of good comedic elements occur. Yeah. I mean, just like his Wolverine's interactions with everybody, like the weird love triangle between him and Jean Grey and Cyclops. Um, Classic meme. Yeah. That's a classic uh, X-Men trope that's been going on in the comics for for fucking ever. Um, started in the Chris Claremont era. Didn't know that. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, there's that. There's, like, you know, like, it, it going into, like, the scene where he's, like, where he flips off Cyclops with his claw. Or, like, where he sticks up just the middle claw at him. Like, he's sticking up the middle finger. Or, like, when he's, like comes out of the room and they're not sure if he's mystique or not and he's just like you're a dick and they're like okay like you know those parts are funny but they're funny because of like that's the characterization that's just like wolverine being a sarcastic asshole who doesn't like cyclops it's not like in it's not like in uh endgame where like thor is fat and playing um fortnite fortnite it's just like you've reduced this character to a joke that shouldn't be a joke instead of using the character for comedic relief in a way that feels natural and organic for the character. Is there anything that you would change? I'm sure there is, but off the top of your head, what would you change about the movie to make it not appeal to everybody specifically for you as far as X-Men goes? Mm. You're a bigger Um, X-Men fan than I am. So I don't think we needed all the villains. I think just having just Magneto and maybe like Mystique, yeah, Magneto and Mystique would have and been Sabretooth. I'll just get rid of Toad, honestly. <laughs> well, it's just like we didn't. I don't think we needed the whole Brotherhood of Evil Mutants thing. They don't even have the full Brotherhood. Oh yeah, because the Blob's not there, Quicksilver's not there, Juggernaut. Is well, he in the Brotherhood? No, he he's a, he's like a later character, but it's like it's like Blob, Quicksilver, Scarlet Witch, Toad, and. Magneto originally but the point is like he doesn't need this cabal of other and I get like the appeal of being like well it's gonna be cool there's gonna be like five good mutants and five bad mutants and they're gonna fucking go head to head and like I get it but like it could have just been like I think there there could have been less <sighs> obviously it's X-Men and you have to have some sort of a team even though there's really only like four of them on the team in the movie right it's like Jean Grey Wolverine, Storm, Cyclops, essentially, and they're rescuing Rogue. Yeah, the whole which is kind of crazy because Rogue is like, what, like one of the strongest X Men characters she's, realistically. She's pretty OP, like later on. But I also understand that this is like her as like the beginning, a young kid who doesn't know any. Her powers aren't fully developed yet. It's awesome stuff. when she gets the gray hair. Yeah, it's cool that they did that. That is a cool way that they did that. But I just think less characters in the movie would have made more time to focus on the characters that we did get. And obviously you can't really do less X-Men than four, like four already is like kind of pushing it. So I think less villains could have been better. It's like, we didn't really need 
we didn't need Sabretooth and Toad. It could have just been Magneto with Mystique as like his right hand chick, you know? I think um, Sabretooth is he's deserved to be there. I guess. He well, takes up a good portion of the movie. He's on screen like more than most of the other characters. Yeah, but there's only as like a physical presence. There's not really much characterization to him. He Other doesn't than really, he's just pissed off. Yeah, he just doesn't he doesn't really talk. I mean, there's like some sort of implication that there's like a weird there's like a subtext that there's like a weird past relationship between him and Wolverine. But like they don't really get into it at all. That could have been something that was saved for another movie. I think they do get into it in X2 and yeah, three. Don't they like boy? They like family or something. Uh, it, it's cousins or some shit. It's they're like, it's been retconned so many. That's the other thing about X Men is like post, post Chris Claremont. So much of this shit has been like retconned. I mean, Scarlet times. Witch and Quicksilver aren't X Men anymore. Yeah, but I mean, th- I mean, their first first appearance of both Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver is uh, X Men issue number four. I had two copies of that over the years. It's so, worth a lot. It is. I sold I sold both of mine. Um but yeah, those are those are X-Men villains first, then they became Avengers later, which is interesting. But um yeah, I think that uh that would have been my big change cuz I feel like that's what fucks the pacing of the movie up. And again, visually it's good. The casting is great. It it's all it's got the spirit. It's all there. This is like a good Take how oh, we talked about. We watched the the unreleased Fantastic Four movie, and we're like, this movie's really bad and has a terrible budget and terrible cast. But the spirit and the the intentions are good. This is like what you get when the it's the same good spirit and intentions, but you have like an actual major motion picture budget behind it. It definitely feels like this was a movie made by a fan for fans. Yeah, I don't know if Brian Singer is. A confirmed X-Men fan? I mean, he ended up doing, like, fucking, what, six X-Men movies? He's a strange pervert. Sick is fuck. He is. Yeah. Not good. No. But this movie's good. Yeah. Uh, um, Magneto is so good in this movie, man. Yeah, he's... He, Wolverine, Magneto, and Professor X are the three best characters in the movie. I honestly wish it was just them. It could have been. And that's the thing that I'm saying is, like... It's, it's so hard to say, though, because then you don't get, like, the characterization of Wolverine and Cyclops playing off each other with Jean Grey and like whatever but it's re- it's just really hard to do they did the best that they could it's you know what re- it's really hard to do a, 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 a like I said X-Men was a soap opera with f- tons of characters coming in and out and it's like not over that 20 year period that Chris Claremont was writing it he already had the 60s X-Men to build off of and then on top of that it's like you don't just get the X-Men, but you get all these supporting characters that are kind of like adjacent to the X-Men and, you know, love interests and like characters who like pop in and out sometimes. And then like 60s OG X-Men characters come back like Beast at that point was in, like all through the 70s and 80s was an Avengers character, but he would like pop back in as like a supporting character sometimes. And as the X-Men would like grow up and not become teenagers anymore and they would like go off to do their own shit. Chris Claremont would write in like a new generation of students coming to the school, but he would still follow what those X-Men were doing as like adults while also following like the new X-Men kids coming into the school. And so it's like with a, with a story that's that long form with that many characters, it's just so hard to get it right with a two hour movie or even a trilogy of movies or a series of movies. It's so hard to give each character the attention to detail that they deserve. 
I think they did the best with what they could, but that's one thing that holds the movie back, I think, is trying to fit too many characters in. I was going to say, this is the first team superhero movie. Yeah. So they probably didn't really know. I mean, obviously with a comic, you can fucking do whatever. You can really write whatever. Yeah. And expand upon so much shit. If two hours really to, you know, you can't get every character like Iceman's in the movie, but like for what? Yeah. Four seconds. Yeah. He doesn't even do anything. Yeah. There was even some character like, I mean, Pyro was in it. Yeah, he doesn't do anything. He he just like tries to show off to Rogue with his fireball and then she like and then Iceman freezes the fireball into an ice ball. Um Kitty Pride was in it just for 2 seconds. She like w- disappears through the door. Yep. Um Yeah, I don't know. It, it, it they it, a lot of that is fan service too though. You know, it's just like, "Oh, we're just going to put these little Easter egg characters in here for the X-Men fans who know what this is." Is Beast when does Beast show up? Is it in X2? He's in X2. Yeah, Kelsey Grammer is Beast. Good casting. Good casting. Yeah. I think he's back. Yeah, he's coming back. They all are. I don't know if I'm excited for a new X-Men movie. It's mainly the cast. I feel like I hold this cast so close to like the chest. Even though, like we said, most of the movies really aren't that good. Yeah. I think realistically, outside of Logan, there's probably three good X-Men movies. Yeah. It's this... That was nice. Yeah, it was a good one. It's this first class, Days of Futures Past. No, X Men Two, X Two. People, I haven't watched it in a long time. And granted, I grew up watching the first one repeatedly. People generally say that they like X Two better than the first one. I was thinking about watching it tonight. I too was thinking about watching it tonight. Perhaps we shall watch. You lose your wisdom teeth, and now you gain some wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> That's dope. Um, Thank you. You can call me Confucius too. Yeah, there we go. Um, <laughs> what was your favorite scene? Uh, you know what's funny is <laughs> like finishing the movie. It was hard to pick a favorite scene because I, I genuinely enjoyed most of the movie besides when it started to fucking drag. But I, if I had to pick, like, I really like the museum fight. Yeah. Before like they get on the Statue of Liberty and then Magneto just like traps everybody. Yeah. I think that fight between Sabretooth, Toad, Mystique, and the X-Men is pretty dope. Yeah. I wish there was more Magneto doing shit. Yeah. He's kind of like... It's weird because he's the focal point of the movie. He's the villain, but he doesn't really feel like he's doing anything. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, for sure. He's like, I have this machine that can turn people into mutants... So I'm going to use this. And I don't know why they just didn't have him fight Professor X. Yeah. Who knows? They should have had Legion in it. Nope. You don't fuck with Legion? Not really. They should have had Onslaught. I certainly don't fuck with Onslaught. (laughs) Um, I think my favorite scene, like I said, was the introduction of Wolverine. That, That scene where they show him in the fucking... Yeah, that's up Canadian there too. bar. It was so cool. Um, or the uh, train station fight where you first kind of see the X-Men and the the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants kind of squaring off. It was dope. I wish there was more Cyclops. Cyclops is awesome. He's a cool character. I mean, you as someone who's read all those X-Men books, you 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 hate him 
but you're like supposed to hate him. Like the the whole purpose of that character is like he is the counterbalance to Wolverine, where like Wolverine is like the fucking like the badass like antihero like breaks all the rules guy. Cyclops is like the guy who's like you know what man somebody's got to be the like play by the rules like he's the de facto leader he's like the field leader for a long time before um storm takes over as the field leader of the x-men um and then you get the 90s when when jim lee comes on and they do the two teams the x-men the blue team and the gold team and one of them's led by storm and one of them's led by cyclops but all through the generally for the most part cyclops is the leader of the x-men and like you're supposed to hate him but, like, respect him, you know what I mean? He's, like, an annoying Boy Scout, but you also are just, like, I get, I get it, somebody's gotta be, um, but, yeah, he, he, he served his purpose in the movie, I wish there was more characterization for him, but that's kinda, like, you know. They didn't even really have the, the Boy Scout aspect. No. They don't really have the love interest between him and Jean Grey. I mean, they say, if, I wouldn't be able to tell if they didn't say it. You know what I mean? It didn't really feel organic. They were just like, "Oh, that's that's my girl," and that's and they do the whole scene where he's like, "You gonna tell me to stay away from your girl?" It's like, "Oh, well, if I had to do that, she wouldn't be my girl." Oh, and Logan, stay away from my girl. Like other than that, they don't really seem. There's no chemistry between the two of them. It's really the love weird. triangle is a story as old as time. It is. It's uh, still going on in X Men comics today. Does Fe- Does Phoenix fuck with Logan? Phoenix just wants to destroy. Destroy, yeah. Phoenix goes hard. Yeah. Phoenix. P- oh, Phoenix, sex man, huge ass man. <laughs> huge jacking off man. Um, my recommendation really, if uh, if anyone is interested in, in reading X-Men, uh, there's this book called X-Men Grand Design. It's written by this guy named Ed Piscor. Um, Ed what? Ed Piscor. Or Pixor, I don't know. Ed Pisker. He's the guy who does cartoonist kayfabe. Um, he wrote this book called X-Men Grand Design where he distills the entire 20-year Chris Claremont X-Men chronology into like a really summarized version. It's still a comic that you read, but it's like you're essentially reading like the comic version of like a Wikipedia page of like X-Men. And you can read that and get everything that you need to know, and it's pretty dope. There's probably a lot of issues of filler. Yeah. For something that's running for 20 years. Yeah. Probably a year's worth of filler. I love it all, though. I love all of it. I love all the Chris Claremont X-Men stuff. It's nice to put respect on things. I do put respect on it. X-Men goes hard. It's a wonderful journey. What are your thoughts on the animated series? That was um, my introduction to the X-Men. Yeah, I mean, mine too. As a, as a, as a young lad, I was I watching... I watched that shit on Fox, Fox Kids. Fox Kids. Yep. Uh, I was... Uh, Every weekend, I was watching X Men on Fox Kids and Batman on WB, and um, that's how my love Spider Man. Yeah, that's how my love for com. I I will say I loved Spider Man, but I was more of an X Men kid than a Spider Man kid, and I love I love Spider Man a lot now. But um, that was it for me. Was growing up like watching those, and then my parents taking me to this uh, comic book store that was called Cards, Comics, and Beepers. That was the name. <laughs> I can't remember if I ever said this on here before, but what the fuck? The name they actually sell beepers? I I don't know, but it was called Cards, Comics, and Beepers it was in Hollywood, Florida. Um, they got one of those there. Yeah, that's where I grew up, brother. Pembroke Pines is in Hollywood, Florida. Wow. Um, yeah, and I would go, and they would be like, "Hey, here's five bucks, whatever, you know." And I'd be like, "Well, this one has Wolverine on the cover, so I want it." 
And I would just like buy back issues of stuff that like I didn't really understand at the time as like a really young kid that like you pick up the issues in numerical order and it tells a story that goes <laughs> from one to the next. You know, and I, I, I didn't have that sort of context. Um, eventually, I figured that out. I started reading uh, New New Avengers by Brian Bendis, which has Wolverine in it. It has Spider-Man in it. Um, but yeah, that was like the first one where I was like, oh, there's an issue of this that comes out like every two or three weeks and it picks up what was going on in the last one. It's like a TV show. That's dope. Um, but yeah, it started for me with that. My whole love of comics started with that X-Men cartoon. It's awesome. Yeah. I remember a lot of good plots with it. There's a new season of it coming out. You know that, right? What? They're doing, it's called X-Men, is it called X-Men 92 or X-Men something? But they're doing a new season of that, it's like a continuation of that show, done in the same time. Of the 90s one. Of the the 90s, yeah. 2000s one? Yeah, no, which, that one was called X-Men Evolution. I loved X-Men Evolution. X-Men Evolution was good too. That's how I found about Apocalypse. Yeah. Because it ends with that. Which is kind of dope. Yeah. There Honestly. was an Apocalypse uh, season in, in the original X-Men animated series, too. I don't know if I've ever seen that far. Yeah. But yeah, honestly, um, if you ever want to talk about X-Men, I'm always down to talk about X-Men. I, I, I mean you, but also people listening. You ever, ever have any X-Men questions? I'm your fucking guy, bro. Uh, you ever play the side-scroller game where Magneto says, welcome to die? Yes. Me too. It's awesome. <laughs> yes. Um, I play as Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler's dope, yeah. Um, is he Lithuanian? No, he's German. Oh. Whack. I thought he was Bulgarian or Lithuanian No, nah, he's German. Kurt Wagner. Huh. And the whole thing about that character that's really cool is like, he's at, he looks like a scary, he looks like the devil, but he's actually like the most like kind-hearted, friendly X-Men character. I love Nightcrawler. Yeah, he I like when he gets a little so sword. Hard. He does have his little swashbuckler, uh, <laughs> His little um, pirate sword. You ever play the uh, PlayStation 2 X-Men games? The like top-down ones where you make a team of four? Yeah, I played, them on Game- I played them on GameCube. Yeah, it's the same shit. Yeah, X-Men. Oh, X-Men. Uh, and the Avengers one? The Well, the Avengers one is Marvel Ultimate Alliance. That's what it that is. That one is fucking awesome. That game goes fucking hard as hell. I have it on my PS5. I, it's oh, yeah, I forgot you actually have it. Yep. You can't God you can't it. get it now because they because of licensing rights it's not available in the store anymore. But I bought it many years ago. I used to play it on PS2 all the fucking time. Evil Doctor Doom. Evil Doctor Doom. He's always evil, but really evil Doctor Doom. He's a son of a bitch. You ever do the the uh, There's some shit in Valhalla, I think, where you can fight secret bosses. Yeah, I did all the secret bosses. I used to fucking own it that game too because you could do a Marvel trivia. And you would get XP for your characters, like in the in the hub world. Oh yeah! And I would just just smoke the fucking trivia and just OP the <laughs> fuck out of all my characters. It was awesome, dude. Marvel games were dope. When done they well, still yeah. Are. Uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance three came out for Switch. And I, I like it. I didn't really play it that much, but it's different. People said it was good. I mean, it's basically just like Diablo with Marvel characters. It is, but the the cast is fucking bizarre. It's like. You get the Guardians of the Galaxy because that's who it starts yeah, with because they're fucking huge. Obviously, Spider-Man. No X-Men. No, Wolverine's in it. He might be the only one. Huh. There's a lot of characters that aren't in it because of like all the, the weird just licensing towards shit. MCU now. Yeah, it sucks, but... Like, there's no... Uh, I don't think the Fantastic Four were in it. 
I think they are. I think it's DLC, though. Yeah. You can get Thanos as a character. He's the ultimate bad guy. Yeah, we don't need that, though. I mean, you can get Doom in the original one. Yeah. Doom goes hard. It does. But yeah, X-Men 2000. Good movie. Good movie. Not a great movie. As we said, there's some issues with it. I get it more because of nostalgia. Trying to shoehorn a lot of characters in. But yeah, um, they, they did what they could with a franchise that's really hard to take the source material and make a movie. And they did the best they could. Um, they showed the source material the respect it deserved. And I think that even though it's not a home run... It's still it's still a great a great movie and again at the time when like the most serious superhero movie you had that wasn't so so self serious that you get into crow and spawn territory was like the Tim Burton Batman and even then that's like a ridiculous ass fucking movie you know what I mean this movie there's like nothing really ridiculous about it it's pretty it's fun it's fun but it's not ridiculous it's like yeah. it takes itself just seriously enough and again I know I've said this a million times on this episode alone, but it's so hard when you're, that's what it comes down to when you're adapting a superhero comic for a movie, you have to find that balance where it takes itself seriously enough without getting too self serious. If that makes sense. 100%. And this I, uh, movie does a good job at that. And I mean, it's the first team where there was no movie. other precedent for that. Yeah, for sure. So it's definitely them like treading new water. Yeah, for sure. I think, it could have been way worse. Oh yeah, it could have been one hundred percent way yeah. worse. It's it's not unwatchable by any means. It's a fun flick. Twenty four years later, still fun. Still fun. Don't know if I could say the same about Dark Phoenix, or the fuck. What was the other X Men movie? The horror one. Oh my, New Mutants. Holy fuck! I, I never watched. I forgot it. that I existed. Think, I think Mister Sinister is the bad guy. I I don't I don't even think I watched it either. But it's based on New Mutants, which is also written by Chris Claremont. Mr. Sinister, dope villain. Yeah, I fuck with him. Kind of annoying. He's pretty sinister. I'm pretty sure that's what they're talking about doing for the Deadpool MCU X Men as the first villain. I, isn't that fucked up? No Magneto. They're, they they specifically said Magneto's not even going to be in the movie. It's what about Professor X? Who's he going up against? I mean, he, Professor X would ha- has to be in the movie. He's like the linchpin of the whole X Men. Is that he's bringing them together. But yeah, no Magneto, which we're already off Mr. to such a bad Sinister start. Mr. Yep. As the first villain. Yep. He's like a fucking C-tier villain, if realistically. That. If that. Like, if that. Like, honestly, he's a fucking C-tier. They might as well just be like, yeah, Apocalypse is the first villain. They're just going with Mr. Sinister. It's fucked up. No brother. This is what I read. I don't know. This is what I read. It's probably going to be what it is. Yeah. It's fucked up. Hopefully he's Sinister. Hopefully they don't fuck him up so bad like they did with Gore. They will. Mr. Sinister's character, his whole thing is like... He can multiply, right? Well, no. I mean, like... Per, no, no. It's uh, You're thinking of uh, multiple man. Um, Mr. Sinister's character, his whole personality, especially like... They've kind of leaned into this more as the years have gone on. Is He's like super over-the-top flamboyant. Um, it's like... Imp- implicit that he's gay he's gay sex man <laughs> gay sex man yeah and i and i am just dreading them leaning so far into that but making it like a weird comedic thing that doesn't need to be a weird comedic thing and it's just like dude that bums me out because at that point he's not gonna be if he's like if it's just like a big joke that he's like 
really flamboyantly gay and it's like constantly a point of like comedic relief and like whatever it's like one that's just like weird and like that's just like a weird vibe you know what i mean it's like and two it's also like well he's not scary at that point he's just like uh, he's just comedic relief and when the main villain is just comedic relief it's just like God. it's kind of like what they did with ronan the accuser where he's so serious that everything around him is a joke yeah same thing with drax but that kind of makes sense i guess <sighs> With the newer Drax writing with like Ultimate or uh, with Annihilation or whatever. Yeah. Good whatever. series. Great series. Annihilation, very good. Whatever Rebooted they, the Guardians. Yeah. Whatever they do with X-Men, I have very low expectations. Who do you want to see in... Okay. The cast for this movie, besides Toad, who do you want to see of the four? They should just do the initial... So the Chris Claremont X-Men run starts with giant size X-Men number one. They should just do that team. You get Wolverine. You get Cyclops. Well, who do you want to see as... Oh, playing them. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, I know he's a little too old now, but I've said before that I think Tom Hardy would be a badass Wolverine. Charlie Day. (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) Holy fuck. Tom Hardy bald should be Professor X. Yeah. Honestly, that'd be kind of dope. I don't know. It's hard for me to even say who the fuck I would want to cast because it's just like, I don't know, man. I don't fuck. Who, okay, who do you want as Professor X and Magneto? There we go. Put me on the spot here. Woody Harrelson as Professor X would be awesome. Matthew McConaughey as Magneto. God, dude. <laughs> Matt, uh, this, uh, Matthew McConaughey could be a good Professor X. Yeah. Shave his head. Put him in the yellow wheelchair, bro. Wheels. Wheels. <laughs> there we go. They might as well do uh, Professor X's son as a villain. Mm, Legion? Yeah. Eh. Legion goes Stop so Stop trying to push hard. Legion, man. Don't be You weird. ever watch the show? Nope. I no, watched it... the first episode and I was like, why is this a thing? Absolutely not have ever watched that show. Well, we're kind of rambling now about X-Men. Maybe we wrap it up. We both like here. X-Men. We do love X-Men. Um... You know what we got next week? I don't. I actually don't know what we got next week. Shaolin Soccer. Oh, I forgot we're doing Shaolin Soccer. Never seen it. Let's go. Is Shaq in this? Yes. Is Shaq actually in this? Who's to say? What's the movie that he's in? Shazam. You're thinking of Shazam, brother. (laughs) Um, No, that's The Rock. Oh, it's the other Shazam. Yeah. (laughs) They should do a crossover, Shazam and Shazam. Shazam Extended Universe. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, X-Men, dope flick. Um, not perfect, but worth going back and watching all these years later. Hard to find. That's on fucking Disney Plus, bro. I don't have that shit. Well, I'm I do. I'm paying for that nonsense. I got it as part of a package. It's Disney Plus, ESPN Plus, and Hulu. Did that come with the removal of your wisdom teeth? Yes. It did, actually. <laughs> <laughs> my dentist pays for it. Um, yeah, my, te- my teeth hurt my face hurts so uh i'm gonna stop talking now i feel pretty good i'm glad you do um (laughs) thanks for listening uh thanks for bearing with us for a couple weeks while we were uh out and um yeah hopefully we're back to a pretty regular schedule we got some good stuff coming up next many movies many movies many are saying this and we're gonna get cracking on uh the live event yes yeah it might be in florida nope it's not going to be in Florida. It's going to 
going to be right here in Philadelphia. Oh, thank you to the one loyal fan that came to the Dudes Doing Movies oh, yeah. live event that we did in Florida. There was one it dude. It was Josh. There thank was, you. Oh, yeah. we Yeah, it was Yeshua. There was uh, one dude, I, I feel like a dick because I forgot your name, but he, uh, he told us he was from Ohio and he came up and he told us he loved the pod. Shout out to that dude. Shout out to him. Yeah. I don't know about Ohio, but shout out to him. He says that there's many dudes doing movies fans in Ohio. We should relocate. To Ohio. Cleveland. Fuck it. Hang out with Aaron Melnick. Fuck it. Watch movies with Aaron Melnick. What do you think he likes? X-Men. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Follow us on the shit. Yeah. Dudes doing movies. IG. Yeah. Send us an email. Dudes doing movies at gmail.com. Uh, that's what I got. Patreon coming soon. There's no Patreon coming. Stop it's going to be me. It. Exclusive stream of me playing Yakuza, Persona 3 Remake, and Final Fantasy 7 back to back to back. So you can watch me do that. I'm, I'm gonna, mine will just be uh, me reading X-Men and playing Advance Wars. <laughs> All right. Uh, next week, Shaolin Soccer. Shaolin Sucker. All right. I should have saved that for next week. That's enough out of you. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>